Hi, everyone, and welcome to the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. And I'm Matt. And now we're going to recap the, <laughs> I want to say game, but it feels like it was much Hell more than a game. Yeah. The victory, the domination, not really quite that far, but of USM. <laughs> tech handily beat the Golden Eagles. It didn't feel handily by the end of it, but it was a multiple score game there at the end. Evan, what do you think about how the game went? Just kind of exactly what you want this game to be. Back and forth, good game, you know, but we've had close game past year, but we've come up short. And this time it was just like, please, just please hold on and please. <laughs> Yeah, Matt, what do you think? It was a tale of two halves. Tech really couldn't stop USM in the first half. USM really couldn't stop Tech either. Both were doing fairly well. But in the second half, you have the Tech defense, which just let up three points in the second half, dominate uh, the game in the second half. It was, and I'm looking at the stats, and uh, it's exactly the kind of football I like to see. Heavily relying on your running back, uh, hard-nosed defensive performance, and just pass when you have to. And I think one of my favorite plays was that absolutely gorgeous pass to Bear. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, fooled everyone. Oh, it did. Even the cameraman. All of a sudden, Jamar's throwing it 40 yards down the field. Camera's like, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, because you're running the ball so much, it allows you those opportunities to have a great play happen in the air. Uh, so for me, tale of two halves, great win. We're six and one. We're bowl eligible. I'm feeling pretty damn great, guys. Three and oh in Kusa. Feeling pretty man, good. Man. Beautiful. Yeah, I'm in charge of the West Division too now. It's not by any means under wraps, but it mm-hmm. feels nice to be leading and being in a position to be able to go to the conference championship game. For sure. And it feels good to get the monkey off our back that is USM yeah. to finally turn that corner because Tech could make its way back to the Kusa championship or whatever, but we're going to be saying Southern Miss still beat us again. Like it just, if some people aren't even saying that's a rivalry game anymore or whatever it just it, it feels good to win this game yeah. but how it started we talked about the tail two halves but really the first half may have been the way it was because of the kickoff the feeling the stadium was the normal pregame atmosphere or what normal was i haven't been in a game in forever so but it was very hype all right let's do this let's do this kickoff return touchdown okay yeah here it goes again yeah <laughs> when literally like everyone knew that they had a great kickoff return team so it's like just don't let them return one for a touchdown and then what do you do on the literal first play of the game and easier said than done (laughs) right but we've talked about getting the ball into the end zone to force touchbacks and things like that it would have been really nice to be able to see that happen but at the same time tech won tech won by 15 that's better than i think any of us would have guessed uh the game could have gone for sure yeah so yeah let's go ahead uh, and answer the question we always answer did tech go or and did they die we'll start with matt this time uh yeah this yeah tech did go and they did not die come out victorious uh i wouldn't really say even though i called a tale of two halves just the air was kind of sucked out of the building whenever the opening kickoffs returned for a touchdown. If you take those seven points off the board, USM, what did they only scored? 21 points? 20 points? Something like that? I mean, yeah. it would be a little bit more of a competitive game. Based on the second half performance, the competitiveness of the first half too, I think it's an easy decision. They did go and they did die. Yeah. Evan? Yeah. Look, USM was up like five minutes, six minutes into the game. Uh, that's, yeah. and this is your arch enemy and you're saying like, oh yeah, we don't you know, we don't treat this any different. We just want to go one and know this week. But like, come on. We all know that the seniors have have not beat Southern Miss at all. And that was so, something the announcer said. He said, no one on this to beat USM. Right, right. And as far as I know, that's true. Skip Holt said it, I think, in a presser yeah. or on the coach's show or somewhere. He mentioned the fact that this team has never beaten Southern Miss and no player on this team. And call it a rivalry game or whatever, but to play the same opponent every year, but to go through and have the same t- 
team beat you every year it really mellows all the other accomplishments indeed yeah and, and so i mean look so down 14 nothing you could easily see this you know getting in their own heads and maybe jamar comes out and throws a bad pick or no they marched down the field scored a touchdown then picked off abraham and scored a touchdown on the next play so i mean we're, we're right back in the thing and yeah the, it was kind of back and forth from there until the second half and really in the second half like we kind of talked about defense just really really took over all around they didn't fold they didn't you know there were some times when they could have easily uh kind of backed down from the pressure but they stepped up to it and uh got the job done so great overall team win yep. again obviously tech went they didn't die they beat southern miss a thing that we haven't done in so many years but watching the game and driving down the field ending up on the 36 yard line of southern miss it being it's third and 11 you throw an incomplete pass i think and makes it fourth and 10 fourth 11 something like that i'm not sure what it was officially you're on your opponent's 36 yard line and you choose to punt i defend skip holtz a lot to a lot of different people i i he's not my favorite coach I, he's way too conservative for the way i like play calling to be but even though we won this game i'm still thinking back on that decision to punt the ball and it went in the end zone it was a touchback it was a 16 yard swing that's all you got out of not choosing not to have an opportunity to pick up a first down well hey let, let me push back here real quick because when I'm Absolutely when, not. When, <laughs> when we had the ball up eight on third, Jamar threw it behind CJ Powell and he dropped. It's easy to criticize that. Well, I thought the aggressiveness pretty great throughout the game. I mean, obviously, if Powell catches the ball, gets the first down, skips a genius, right? But he drops the ball. Yeah. So, in that case, I would have handed the ball off, potentially picked a first down. And if you don't, you at least get USM to burn their last time out. You punt the ball away and force it to go all the way down the field, touchdown. And then they have to go to two, just high it. As for the whole punting on the 30 yard line, I think that we absolutely should. Have picked up five or six free yards. Send right. out your field goal kicker who hasn't missed in six weeks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't think he missed in this game either. And go try to kick a field goal. Yeah, yeah. from the 36, it would have been a 52, 53 yarder. Yeah, right? you pick up five or six more that ties along the season. He can right. absolutely hit from 48, 49 yards. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm not too upset with that. I am upset that the ball basically hit uh, Wiley Tower whenever it's kicked uh, instead of yeah, <laughs> pinning them deep inside their own territory. I think it may have landed in my backyard honestly i mean yeah it wasn't great defense stepped up and in the end it doesn't yeah, and tech won and that's really all that matters yeah. in something like yeah. this it's <laughs> indeed look at the result so let's go yeah. ahead uh and do our players of the game evan do you have a player oh man which one do i want to take yeah there's there's two amik man just i mean he's he's the fbs leader in uh in interceptions right now of all players active and he added three. Oh, that that poor michael something th- they're running back just cut i mean amik just destroyed it yeah so ho- hopefully Hopefully that guy's all right, but I mean, great hit. Just totally, totally clean. Like, did not launch himself with his helmet, did not the guy in the head. And then they basically threw a pity flag on Ezekiel <laughs> Barnett because they were like, crap, that was a clean hit. We can't flag him, but, <laughs> but. Amik had three picks, all crucial parts. So uh, I'm giving. Yeah, Matt, I'll let you let you probably at least take the other one. No, I will not. As okay. a matter of a fact, I've been to something no one on the podcast before. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be really petty, and the player of the game for me was Jack Abraham. Hell yeah! Because <laughs> Jack Abraham was originally recruited and signed his letter of intent to play at Louisiana Tech. He left Tech and went to what I can arch rival program USM, and I get it from Mississippi. Whatever he did so bad. And I enjoyed our tech. He did so <laughs> bad that, that he ironically helped Tech win this 
very crucial game. So for that, yep. Jack Abraham, sorry, buddy, but I'm picking who has the player of the game for this week's game. Yeah, and, yeah. and he didn't he didn't necessarily have a terrible day other than the oh, interceptions. Yeah, I mean, he went he went <laughs> 26 of 40, 82 average. He had one touchdown, but a lot of that's that dink and dunk, silly Tom Brady says QB crap that I absolutely <laughs> loathe. Even 26 for 40 for him is low yeah, compared to what low, he usually yeah. puts up. That sure, is, I was sure. gonna say that. Yeah, uh, but I think that at the end of the day, he had four picks, guys. He did not he did not perform well under pressure. Yeah, speaking of pressure, we put up a kind of the textbook example of how to get him to do dumb stuff. And now maybe it was just that he felt like he was gonna ball out today because he's playing his former team, you know. But like, <laughs> man, all of all of those, like the one that Amik had oh, early yeah. in fourth quarter, was just like that was triple coverage. Like, what are <laughs> you doing? Bad. Like, and Amik was just kind of back there guarding somebody else that wasn't targeted on the play and was like, all right, I'll just catch this ball too, I guess. Amik's first step is just a phenomenal play, uh, but still, that wasn't a double coverage. Like, so, and Tech wasn't really blitzing him all that often, but when they got pressure from uh, some of some of the guys that deserve to be players, like Kadarian Mason and um, um, oh, who's the other guy? I'm blanking on his name right now. Well, while you're blanking, I want to give a shout out to Stallworth having an excellent game at that left tackle position. Shouts out yeah. to Stallworth. I feel obliged now to pick Jamar. <laughs> um, oh, and I think. Oh, Jamar. Oh, who are you thinking? Well, Malik Stanley. Come on, man. Okay. Yeah, he had, a, he had a great game. Yeah. All right. So let's go through honorable mentions real quick. Let's go. Jamar Smith only threw 21 passes, but threw for 325 yards. Then we have Malik Stanley, eight receptions, 212 yards. But who I really want to give it to is Justin Henderson. Yeah, had another great game. Yeah, it's not the best game he's played, but 19 carries, 111 yards for a 5.8 average and two touchdowns. We made them respect the run, and that's not something we've been able to do yes. in the past two years when we followed to them. We needed to be able to run the ball, and Justin Henderson was good enough to put us in a position to win, and we did. It, it was really masterful by Skip in the in the coaching staff before the game. Now there were some questionable things during, but like just the the plan to like, hey, we're gonna establish the run. And also, I take back everything I ever said about the Smoke Harris sweep because <laughs> Justin Henderson's touchdown first or at the beginning of the second quarter was straight up because of Smoke Harris coming motion and just leaving a wide open hole in the middle to, for him to uh, run through. So that play confuses me now because the first dozen times we ran it, we gave it to Smoke and he ran out flat and i don't think we've given it a smoke in a long time and i would expect it to be a 50 50 split like where you don't know which one's going to get it but like it's always going to be henderson or whoever lines up running back until it's smoke once and that's going to be smoke again for the next 10 or 20 times well do you have any other thoughts about how the game went or anything else that you wanted to kind of tack on here at the end yeah simply put uh need a horse to death here but if we continue to play like this i know that that's hard because you do predictable and easier to beat but if we can keep up i guess this million style that we have one week passing a little more one we're running a little bit more and keep improvising changing the way that we play because this, obviously we have the talent to be a pass heavy team or a run heavy and when the defense shows up it just makes things better so if we can keep the, that million style of change of game planning every week i uh, i don't see on the schedule really another team can really take us down i mean i'm starting to get a little cocky here but come on marshall maybe i don't really know how they're doing this but uh, I'm, I'm starting to get scared of uuab again well, yeah, UAB, uh, they're kind of like, uh, UAB is going to be the team that does to us what that liquid in the caves did to Dumbledore. Uh, <laughs> and just, <laughs> you're trying to kill me. 
<laughs> and I'm going to be very sad, but I think I speak for all of us when I say the UAB has been circled on my calendar for quite some time, even though I didn't know what their record was, who they played this week, or anything else about when we played them next. But I still knew. I, just, still, always, I still always You just drew know. a circle around the entire calendar is what you're saying. <laughs> I, I, just, I just circled the whole thing. But if there really is serious chirping online between fan bases, or, or even if it's playful, it's UAB and La Tech. So I was the only person on this podcast that picked Tech beat Southern Miss at the beginning of this year. So uh, congrats to me. Good and also... And my final thoughts, I guess, if that's what we're going to call this segment, are, again, it's been a while since I've been to a game at the Joe, and it was really nice being back there, doing the whole tailgating thing and everything. One thing I wasn't expecting was a significant amount of Jamar hate, really no matter if he did a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> I don't understand, like, I understand why people were disappointed compared to what was expected early on, but to sit here and still complain play after play this like every slightly underthrown ball like his he got hit while he threw once the ball was underthrown and two or three people around me were complaining about the fact that Jamar just doesn't have it or that we should put in our third string quarterback or whatever <laughs> dude can we talk about that play at the end towards the end of the second quarter where he just like Johnny football like come on how are you yeah. complaining about the guy after that I mean if you need to be swayed go listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio beautiful poem on there about Jamar from a former Jamar hater uh, so sh- shout out Beck. Any- yeah, we'll probably wraps up. So Nathan doesn't yes. have to edit for six hours. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> yeah, so that, I guess, wraps it up with a very clunky <laughs> transition here at the end. That wraps Woo! it up for this first half of the GoTech Police Don't Talk podcast. We'll be right back after this break. Hey, so this next half of the show featured Josh, Evan, and me, but Evan had some recording issues, so you won't hear a lot of him. Maybe just a word every now and then. It's definitely not that I killed him off. Well, yet at least. Anyway, let's get back to the show. Hi, and welcome back to the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast. We'll be previewing Tech's game against UTEP, 19.5 point favorite in Vegas. FPI gives Tech an 89.6% chance to win, and Massey gives Tech a 94% chance to win. We'll start with Evan. Oh, um, well... And I'm realizing I forgot to introduce everybody, so for this one, we're also joined by Josh. Josh, how do you see the game going? Howdy. Um, somehow I feel more confident playing UTEP than I do Rice, but at the same time, like, we're playing at UTEP. That's never great for tech i don't think we've done stellar when we're out playing in the sun bowl it's a long flight it's we traveled to umass a couple years ago but it's probably one of the further places we have to fly to get to and yeah utep is one in five on the season so far have yet to win a game in kusapoy their only win was against uh houston baptist and that was a 36 34 squeaker of a victory they're ranked 129th in sp plus for reference tech is 83rd so utep looks better than umass at least using those sp plus numbers but only by just a little bit 2.7 points yeah, they average 139.3 yards per game rushing. That's 93rd in college football. Uh, so not great, but better than that passing game at 118. Uh, they're led by Trayvon Hughes. Again, just guessing these names, but 84 rushes, 362 yards, six touchdowns, 4.3 yards per carry. Nothing bad. If they can get him going, if he's able to run for even better than 4.3 yards per carry, there may be something to to put a little scare in the Bulldogs Saturday. They also run a lot with uh, their quarterback, Loxley. 56 attempts, more than he's passed the ball. He's only passed the ball 48 times for 235 yards and two touchdowns. Well, offense is only half the game. Uh, Josh, can you tell me about what they look like on defense? 
Yeah, their defense is um, it's not great, but it's uh, they're only 84th in yards per game allowed with 410, which 410 yards per game sounds bad. But, you know, 84th, you're sitting, you know, the bottom half. Uh, they allow about 6.4 yards per play and 33 points per game. Good for 108th in the nation. Uh, their passing defense is actually pretty good. Uh, they only allowed 223 yards per game through the air, which is good for 65th in the nation. But fun fact, uh, most opponents don't pass against. They only have 166 pass attempts against them, which is fifth fewest in the FBS. Yeah, well, their leading total tackler is their defensive back, Michael Lewis, who I assume is not the same guy as the New Orleans Saints former kick the returner. Man. Yeah, uh, but beyond him, they also have another defensive back with six breakups. His name is Josh Caldwell. He leads, also leads the team with 23 sol- with twenty three solo tackles. Another defensive back, this time specifically a cornerback. A name that starts with a Y. Y-K-I-L-I. Yakili Ross. That's how I'll say it. He has two picks on the year. Uh, and those are the only two that UTEP has as a team. So the other defensive backs, really good at tackling. That guy, apparently pretty good at picking the ball, if at least compared to the rest of the team. But as few picks as they have, their sack number is also not very high. They only have five sacks as a team. Which, then again, Tech doesn't really have that many either. Yeah. At least before this past than, week yeah we have more than five Woo. yeah Woo. Five you sure hope so at least five is yes. yeah so jmar should have time for the ball so yeah uh, and hopefully he will. And maybe that will go into a part of your answer there. Evan, how do you think Tech can win? Yeah, I mean, that was the run. Yeah, I mean, going along with that, uh, I mean, you want to lean on the run in this game. Like, Their rushing defense is great. We'll probably go up early. So lean on the run, but don't lean on the run so much that we just go three and out a bunch of times the second half. Like, make sure we keep the play calling kind of varied, throw the ball a little bit. And uh, that sure. should be everything we need to do to win. I think one more is turnovers, specifically fumbles. There are a lot of, in these past two games, there's been a run Running back fumbled the ball in a crucial spot. Luckily, Tech was able to pull it out against USM, and it was already kind of at the point where against UMass we had the game pretty well in hand. But forty-two to nothing. Yeah, I, that I think that's pretty <laughs> textbook definition right there. But still, this is hopefully not a close game. But the way to make it a close game is turning over the ball, especially in your own your side of the field. If you give the ball to the miners on the twenty-five yard line and they're twenty-five yards away from the end zone, they don't have to be that great on offense to at least get some points out of that. Right. That and kickoffs and everything else we've been talking about all year that's turn winning the turnover battle i think specifically is how tech can win so then we'll go to how tech can lose and be all negative about it what do you think josh if team comes out and either looks ahead or like sits back too much and relax i mean utep could catch us by surprise you never know what could happen and you never want to come out and act like you've already won the game so Texas just you know focus you know one win at a time one week at a time and if they don't i mean we don't want to get pants by utep that would be especially at this point where we're starting to receive ap votes and coaches poll votes and everything else uh, if we can win these next few games we can be ranked and have a number next to our name which is always fun to do yeah i think i brought it up in our tech will win answer because i got a lot of distracted there but i think kickoffs and not giving up a kickoff return on the first play of the game goes a long way to securing a victory utep hasn't been that great at kickoffs they've been averaging 18.7 yards per return on the year but if they're able to still get those 18.7 yards after the 10 15 yards we give them by the kickoff not reaching the end zone that sets them up in good field position and in a game that i if utep wins this game it will probably be low scoring and so if tech isn't able to do things offensively and then they keep giving utep the ball in good field position utep doesn't have to be that great to still pull out a w here and i don't think that this is a game that tech will drop we're about to do our final predictions in a little bit but finding a way that tech can lose it's by just doing the things where we know we struggle at but doing them worse and having utep take advantage of some bounces of the ball and fumbles or other things like that that go their way and so we'll go ahead with our final predictions we'll start with you josh how do you see this game going uh you know 
I'll, I'll go ahead and say I'm pretty sure Tech wins game pretty big. They uh, they seem to be more focused this year than they have in years past. I'll give it to Tech, uh, 42 to 17. All right, and that again, I think I pointed this out last time when uh, when I went last. Uh, that the uh, answer right before me was very close to what Massey has because what Massey predicts right now is 35 to 12. I'm not really sure how you get to 12 very easily, although I think the Saints did earlier today. But I think that's a pretty good spread on that. I think that UTEP will score a couple times, like pretty much every opponent we've faced this year has scored even bowling green scored on us so i definitely don't think we can pitch a shutout here but i think a touchdown or two 10 points 14 points allowed something like that if henderson shows up in the way that he's been playing these last few games if dancy's able to get back into it if tucker's able to get back into it if we're able to have that kind of success against utep i can see us putting up 42 so i'm going to say tech wins 42 to 14 mm, interesting. i'll probably yeah. the way this usually works is i make this prediction when we record the podcast very early in the week and then i start to come back down because i get more and more worried as the week goes on that something may happen but for right now i'm feeling pretty optimistic about this team. yeah so we'll move on to our end of show stuff now we have a tweet of the week evan you want to talk about it i really just wanted to talk about how fun tech twitter is well you got to remind me to stop letting you handle this segment so that we can actually have a real tweet of the week <laughs> well that about wraps it up for this week's episode of the go tech please don't die podcast as always you can follow us on twitter at g-o-t-e-c-h P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E or go to gtpdd.dog for more of our content, the contest, and other things we do throughout the year. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Josh. And Josh used his real name this time. Yeah. So go tech. Please don't die. Please. I'm convinced that uh, Skip has smokes nudes. That's why he's not really getting the ball. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> wait, wait, what? I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm convinced that smoke has... Wait, I don't even know. Let's cut cut it out. Leave it at the nope. coda. Leave it at the coda. <laughs> Leave it at the coda. I was going to say something else could have uh, easily just been as bleeped earlier because uh, who you guys said that uh, Zeke got tagged for uh, taunting, was it?